And here we go. It's the first edition of the Inside Fitness Podcast in 2020. I am here with uh, my first guest, Jeff Steinberg. Hello, hello. Corey, how do you say your last name properly? Uh, Bigris. Bigris. There we go. Uh, Jeff is the owner of Nutrition Excellence. What other, what other companies do you own, Jeff? Paradigm Cosmetics and also Nutraphase Inc. Nutraphase. So Paradigm, this is all, so distribution. Nutri- nutrition Excellence is distribution. Paradigm Cosmetics is distribution of skincare. And Nutraphase is a brand that I developed about two and a half years ago um, that is also distributed by Nutrition Excellence. There you go. So this uh, podcast uh, should is, is very long overdue. This will be probably our eighth podcast will go up. But the tricky part for me is when I know people, it's like I see this guy all the time. And it's like, hey, do you want to do a podcast? It's like, I come over, you, you, know, you have a, a drink, you just start chit-chatting. Like, we should be doing a podcast. So I finally said, I said, listen, 2020, all the people that I know, and, and I've known Jeff, there's a, there's a really a lot of history here that I don't think we're going to be able to cover. Nor do we want to yeah, cover. Yeah, nor do we want to cover all of it. But um, yeah, finally got you guys. I think getting you and Corey to come in is actually what really is going to make this this happen. Uh, Corey, let's let's... Start a little bit with yourself. Sure. Um, you just started with new, uh, with Nutraphase. Started with Nutraphase in uh, May 2019. Uh, before that, working with uh, Iovate for uh, I started there in 2000, uh, so close to 17 years. 17. So you're, you're no spring chicken to uh, the nutrition supplement industry. No, you've been no, around no, the block, no. so to speak. Big time, big yeah. time. <laughs> uh, it was a uh, you know it was it was a great experience. How did you get into uh, like where did you grow up and all that? <laughs> Let's start, let's uh, start I grew up. up in the Mecca of Pefferlaw, Ontario, Canada. Pefferlaw. Pefferlaw. Pefferlaw? Yeah. And, uh, and where is that? It's up on Lake Simcoe, so south end of Lake Simcoe between... Have uh, you ever heard of Keswick, Ontario? Yeah. Yeah, it's not there. Uh, <laughs> but it's just about 20 minutes east of there. Okay. Uh, Was it like a farm or what exactly kind of... Yeah, you would call it uh, farm country. Uh, pop- of, population. Yeah, there's no population sign, so... My guess is it's under a thousand people. Oh, wow. Uh, it's between a, a maple tree and <laughs> a loose roof. That's the, how you do it. The address, yeah, the yeah, red yeah, bar yeah, on the yeah, left yeah, down yeah, the street. Yeah, yeah. No street lights, but we did have a, a railroad track go through town. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. So when did you move out of, uh, out of there? Out of there, yeah. Uh, when I went to university, I ended up going, I went to Western. Western? Yeah. Right, what'd you take? Chemistry. Oh, no way. Yeah. Chemistry. And then how did that... So you took chemistry, and then what was like your first job? I mean... Really? Yeah. Came right out of school. Uh, this is I, back... So this is, what, 2000? Yeah. Uh, I worked with Iovate in the late 90s, so they were up probably in Brampton or close to Mississauga, Brampton. Brampton. Yeah. And what was your first... What was your job? I was in marketing. Marketing? Yeah. I was oh. uh, writing a lot of the content for your advertorials that were that showed up in Muscle Mag and... Some of the other stuff that showed up in Muscle Mike. Yeah, and for I mean people listening, Muscle Tech is obviously one of the, the biggest Canadian supplement companies probably ever, I would imagine. Uh, and you were there in those those really I mean huge those are really big years too, because you've Muscle. probably seen them grow. I when I was at Muscle Mike I saw them grow quite yeah. a bit. So you must have learned a lot. Big time. It was a it was definitely a, a massive education in, in, in marketing and supplementation where we were there. Some probably some of the smartest people I've ever met have been through those doors ah, nice nice and then how did you guys connect like what was the uh he, he wanted to work with the smartest person in the industry so he contacted <laughs> me no. um, yeah Surrey. <laughs> so Surrey. who's the smartest guy it's a just yeah. Yeah. uh no um one of my sales uh reps rich gunhouse formerly of Iovate as well yeah mentioned that uh we were looking for a brand manager for nutriphase and i wanted someone with experience you know, in the industry, in the supplementation, but also in different categories, not just specialty, but food, drug, mass, and different avenues, um, also international. So he uh, referred Corey uh, and I to, to have a chat, and that's how it all began. Oh, cool. And so uh, Jeff and I go way back, and I'm going to tell you this story here, because <laughs> I how many times can I tell him the story? He was there. Um yeah, I always like to start, like I said, I usually like to start podcasts with, like, how did we meet? What was your memory? I know my memory, but I'll let you, I'll let you start, Jeff. My memory? Yeah. I was Can you with remember? a company. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Uh, we first met where? We, were, we met at Muscle Mag head office. 
on you Airport Road. At, you worked at Upper 49th? In August 4th, August 4th Nutrition 4th? at the time, and then they later merged to with Upper 49th. I wasn't there at that time, but we were selling. Uh, back in those days, we launched EAS in Canada. We had designer protein. So we were selling to the buyer there at Dave Bruce at the time. Yeah. And I don't know how I, I think he introduced me to you once or whatever. And I just kept popping into your office when I was looking at thinking about doing my own thing yeah. and uh, asking you who was advertising and who's up and coming and stuff like that. Yeah. And then I remember that first conversation, I, I think I saw an ad in the magazine or Dave Bruce had it in store was um, ISS Research out of North Carolina. And yeah, that was our that was our first that was our first brand. But was that your recollect recollection or? Yeah, well, basically the same thing, but it was a little little bit more skewed <laughs> because uh, I remember seeing this guy come through, and I had listened back then. I was the marketing advertising director or director of advertising marketing for Muscle Mag, so I dealt with a lot of the brands. It was a, it was a very good position as far as knowing people, connections. And this was really before there were there were forums, uh, not not back then. No, there was none of that. And usually the, the early 2000s started to come out. But before that, it was like knowing someone. Yeah. And I did have a very special position because I did deal with a majority of the supplement industry. So this guy just kept coming by and, and like, hey, what's going on? What's going You know, what's happening here? And, you know, and I'm like, who is like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> you know, like what, what, what? I don't even I don't remember. Him. He didn't have hair. I think if you were bald back then, yeah, probably. he's been, he's shaved his head for the long, and I don't even, I wouldn't recognize him with hair. <laughs> I should get the wig. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, and the one thing I, I, one thing I knew, or I started to realize when I started working with these supplement guys, it wasn't necessarily, you know, the, the guys who went to university or the, the most uh, textbook smart, that was the most driven guys. And that was my first, you know, um, talking to Dr. Scott Connolly and John Cribbs and these guys back in that time, I was uh, 22, 23, early 20s. You could get intimidated by people, right? You don't, you don't know what you're dealing with, especially I was reading the magazines, just like you'd read the magazines. You would just think it's like, what's this crazy world out there yeah. and, and what's happening? And uh, yeah, very driven people. So Jeff was one of those guys that just kept asking me. And it, I, what happened really was there was a deal. I think they were trying to import and all this. And these guys couldn't make it happen. And I'm like, hey, man, this guy, Ron, he's a really cool guy. And Ron was very aggressive when it came to marketing. People don't realize this when it comes, I think, to business. They just think brands like Ghost and, and, and Oh Yeah Bars and all these one bars just showed up. Yeah. Yeah, they may be super popular now, but at one point they were very driven. So Ron would buy all the premium space. He was a very he's a very charismatic guy. And I thought, you know what? These guys would hey, there could be something here. But I mean, you don't do we all know that there could be millions of dollars down the road, big businesses, lots of people um, you know, making money off this, lots of taxes being paid, all kinds of great stuff that come from business. But that was basically um and then we became friends, you know, it was one of those things yeah. where think about it, how many people do you meet? In your business life, I mean, geography wise, we're pretty close. Yeah. And then, you know, you just kind of get along with someone. But I mean, I had nothing to gain. He didn't have anything to gain. It wasn't like, oh, I could sell this guy advertising or any of this stuff back then. Mm -hmm. And it was just, I always just felt, help, why not? If you help someone, you never know where things come. And that's, that's exactly this story. Because when I started the magazine, I didn't, I didn't, I worked at Muscle Mag. I did that. I went to work for another company. I never said, Jeff could tell you because he's talked to him all the time, never said, oh, I'm going to leave this to start my, I better, I could do better than these fuck guys. Right. Never, ever once. No. I didn't even think about it. Trust me, if I thought about it, I would have a ton of photos with Joe Weider and all yeah, these guys good. that I met. I have zero. I have yeah. nothing. I had one photo published in Muscle Mag in eight years. Wow. One photo. Wow. So anyway, so um, where, was I, where was I going there? Uh we we started to you know connect and you become friends with people and and then you know uh, when he started to grow his business I mean from I remember too and it was very like as basic and small like how did like money wise because distribution is money mm -hmm. you you know if you got a million dollars sitting around yeah. throw that in I'm pretty sure you yeah. can make some money right off the bat in your case so let's let's even get a little bit more into your history because we did jump around yeah. You grew up where in Mississauga? No, I grew up in Toronto, Baby Shepherd, and then I went to University of McMaster and sort of stayed out in the West End ever since. I never went back to the city, um, and yeah, my first job, you know, in sales was uh, with August Force 
and it was part time. Three days. Where a did week. you work when you were a kid? Did you work at like Pizza Hut? Where My first work? job was pizza. Actually, Pizza Hut. No, no washing dishes. Fourteen years old. How much did you make? Oh God, I don't know what the minimum was. Like five? No, I didn't. I, we no we don't eat that. It wasn't five dollars an hour. No, back then it was maybe like four. So what happened? My girlfriend and I from high school, we both applied at the same time, and uh, both got hired by the manager who happened to be a male. And of course, I'm washing dishes, and she becomes like, she just starts making pizzas. I'm like, hey, what? What's going on here? Yeah, yeah, because he was hitting on her the whole time. Uh, so yeah, they end up dating. Uh, we broke left. up. She yeah, I was yeah. gonna say she probably went, left you. Yeah, she left. Did you ever make <laughs> any? Right. Well, of course. Wouldn't you leave me for a pizza maker or manager <laughs> pizza? Did you make any pizzas to take home or what? <laughs> I don't know. If I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he came over after. I don't so know. you worked at Pizza. What else did you do? Was there pizza? any other jobs? Then um, I worked at National Gym, uh, Young and Shepherd, selling shoes and hockey equipment that was that was actually a pretty cool job because you're into sports i played hockey baseball growing up so it's kind of cool to, were you like a natural athlete or what i was an athlete not natural <laughs> uh but no i i i enjoy playing i was never the best on any team i was never the worst but i enjoy playing i had made some really cool connections with friends and stuff playing sports yeah. and stuff like that yeah yeah I know you were going where you're going. Um, and uh, <laughs> go there. Uh, yes, I was. Uh, I, I kept myself busy at university working. Let's put it that way. Well, there is. Uh, I mean, yeah, you, you're definitely in, in probably good shape growing up, right? Yeah, it was actually, you know, believe it or not, how I got involved with supplements was in high school. I was training with a couple of buddies and creatine just started to come out. Yeah. And it's like, what is this stuff? And I was, I remember when I first started training, I was 146 pounds. Yeah. And, uh, I said, let's try this creatine. And, you know, over a year and a bit, I think I was up to like 165, probably increased my calories as well, knew a little bit more about nutrition. Yeah. And that was my my sort of eye-opening experience into supplements. And that's where it sort of grew from there. And I remember taking an MLO weight gainer with two cups of whole milk and my stomach bloating. And I'm like, this has got to be good for me, I guess. I don't know. You know what would be a good uh, podcast is getting a bunch of the old timers. Oh, yeah. Together, honestly, I, I mean, in the Canadian, we just start with Canadian supplement world, uh, and and it would honestly, it'd be a really crazy conversation. Just to talk about some of the brands, you know. Oh, we don't yeah. have to name names. You just talk about, yeah, I remember. M- I mean, you just brought up MLO. It's like MLO. holy smokes, that was Northern Lights was a big one yeah, back big then. One. Cybergenics, all those. You yeah, know? Hey, I mean, yeah, some yeah. of the guys who are in the still in the industry who who work with these these products oh, you yeah. know, over the years. So, yeah, no, in our industry, a lot of people stay around. It's you know, if you live the lifestyle and it's of interest, and you know. I can't see myself doing anything else in any other industry, any other industry except you, this You one. fell for the marketing, didn't you? I fell for the marketing. Yeah, after the, yeah, you were the skinny that. guy getting yeah, the sand kicked in his face. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was bullied. Go. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I do have, I have one good story. I don't know if Jeff's going to, it's not too crazy, but uh, so when we first met, I didn't really know him that well. We went to a hockey game. He's like, All right, so Jeff, let's go to a hockey game, whatever. I'm like, yeah, man, I'll go leave game. And, uh, you know, I didn't really know much of it, but there was this, a uh, beautiful woman standing there with her boyfriend who appeared to be her boyfriend, a guy, you know, and, and Jeff walks over to her and he's like, Hey, he's like, do you remember me? He's like, I was sunshine boy, 1992 <laughs> or 93. Yeah. And, and she looked over and I thought, and I thought, I go, wow. I go, what the heck is going on? What a move. What a move here <laughs> in front. Like, I'm like, this is, this is, this is something and then she's like, oh, my God, yeah. I'm like, I was Sunshine Girl 93. He's like, yeah, we did a photo shoot together, all this shit. And I was yeah. like, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, wow, that was the funniest thing. And I looked at him, right, because I knew Jeff Moore. I was like, the business guy. He's like, yeah, I did. I was a Sunshine Boy and all that. So, And that was that was a that was a big thing back then. Back sunshine the day, Girls, yeah. Sunshine Boys. Yeah, yeah. Everyone knew. Everyone flipped to uh, the newspaper, right, back then to do it. So, Well, the year before I won, the winners got flown to Florida, did a photo shoot on the beach, and this and you that. You did that? No. Yeah. The oh, year I win, we got a, a Sony Discman. That's not, <laughs> you that's still not, have it? No. You still the I, I, My son would look at it and go, what the hell is this thing? Yeah. But no, that was the big prize back then, and I remember being so proud, but it'd skip, and you, you know, back then, those, you put Hey, that CD. was probably like a $300 yeah. prize, which yeah. $300 back then, I mean, sure. we're dating ourselves here, yeah. but... But yeah, I thought that was uh, it was a good, it was a good story. I mean, there's so many stories, obviously. And, and uh, when we started, like when Jeff started, um, yeah, he used to, you know, used to travel. We go to different trade shows. I'm like, hey, you know what? Let's go have steak dinner. You can stay in my room, you know, until you know I snore a lot. I used to snore. There was yeah, we, you've you've redeemed yourself. I redeemed myself. Late. Yeah, someone's a light sleeper over here. Um, and we just had a lot of fun, and then we met a lot of different people over the years, and it's kind of funny because, like, going to, like, CHFA, which we'll be going to in February, 
yeah, there's business to be done. But at the end of the day, there are guys who, who do compete. You know what I mean? They, they play on the same field. But there's also this kind of like um, respect, so to speak. You know what I mean? And you can hang out and, and have a beer with someone and talk some business. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? I always kind of like that about the Canadian supplement market. That's yeah. something that I, I always felt. You know, I've done lots of different events, parties. I mean, it's changed over the years. I mean, it's not everyone's loving everyone. Mm. But, it, you know, I kind of think the direction of the market, where it's going, I think there's going to be more distributors, you know, or there's probably going to be some more of them. There's going to be try to be. I mean, We've been involved in the industry, and like you've been around for quite some time. Yeah. That was the early days. And, and let's be honest, I think there was a point where you can put something in a bottle and you'd be like, hey, GNC, or hey, whoever it was, do you want to buy this? We're going to run ads in Ironman, Muscle Mega. And you're like, okay, that's yeah, creatine, other whatever, mm-hmm. right? Innovation wasn't uh, that great, I mean, but people were getting their product out there just because it was a lack of supply. Now, I think it's, it's quite the opposite. So, um, Let's talk about some of the current challenges, and we'll talk about distribution first. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. what are the things that you see? I mean, and let's talk about some of the stuff that you'd went through because, sure. I mean, you obviously do very well now, but there must have been things when you started, like some key stories. The bank could have been, you know, sure. product went bad. What, 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 what was yeah, I know. You know, we were very fortunate, or I was very fortunate when I started the company that um, a good friend of mine, Richard Levy, was actually at GNC at the time, and I'll never forget this story. And, you know, I, I wanted to launch ISS, and it was around November, October, November of uh, 2020. Oh, sorry, of 20 and uh, 2000. And he's like, Jeff, it's Christmas season. I can't list this stuff now because all these massages are coming in, and I don't have room. I said, you got to do me a favor. So we end up listing um, the ISS powders, the gainer, the whey. And at that time, we had a bar called Pro 42, 42 grams of protein in a bar. And we actually got it listed at GNC. How much did that bar weigh? Oh. That must have been a brick. Pro 42. That's pretty heavy. Yeah. Like so, yeah. So that's how it all started was getting my foot in the door at GNC and, and building that relationship with them, which I had with Richard so prior. You, to you saved back. your money up in school? Like what kind of stuff? Obviously, um, you not to get too, you know. Yeah. I, I was able to, to fund it um, th- through loan, yeah. uh, through loans and stuff. And then what happened when you grow a company um, fast you know, receivables and payables, you know, receivable become uh, uh, very important. And then with GNC paying in 30 days and I needed to get more product, funding was, you know, was hard to do. So what I did is I factored. And if, yeah. what a factoring company is basically is they look at your receivables and they say, okay, we'll factor, we'll give you 80% upon invoice and then 20% when they pay. And they actually handle the payment. So it helps with cash flow. Um, it costs you, you know, a couple percent, but it actually helps you don't have to go back to the bank for another loan. Um, and that's what saved us. And, and we just sort of been, you know, from there on, I think we, we factored for about two to three years and then we've been on our own ever since. So how did you know, like, cause it, it's a lot of, uh, it takes a lot of balls to start any business. doesn't matter what it is, but how did you know at that time? I mean, you did work for someone. I mean, worked in the industry for a little mm-hmm. bit, but how did you know? Okay. Like, fuck, I'm gonna, cause you're taking a risk. Right. Oh, I yeah. mean, it doesn't matter. Finance, I don't care what industry you're in. Anything could happen. I mean, and, and shit can happen. You know what I mean? Like viruses or whatever, whatever yeah. can happen, happen. So how did you know? Like what was really in the back of your mind? Were you scared at all doing this? Oh, or were you, you, like, you have a lot of sleepless nights and your my, my thought process was, I know I'm employable. I can go work for someone else. If this doesn't, if this doesn't work out, I know I can find a job in this industry somewhere, somewhere along the line. Um, so let's just give it a shot. And I just went by and just kept day by day. And yeah, there were some sleepless nights when, you know, a retailer bounces a $350 check. That's a sleepless night when you're yeah. a small company and you need, need that money. Um, but we are very, you know, what I've learned along the way, and I've been very fortunate to have um, a great accountant, uh, lawyer, uh, family lawyer, um, and other people in business that have yeah. been doing it for a long time sort of mentor me along the way. Uh, my accountant at the time, uh, who has now passed, Arthur Barkin, was just like a father figure to me. He just, everything I ran by him, and he yeah. had a, had his say, and I really respected someone like him, and he helped me a lot on the business side of things. Mm. Kept you in check. He kept me in check. I said I wanted to get a bookkeeper when I first started, and he's like, absolutely not. He goes, you do your own bank recs, you do your own accounting. He goes, and when I feel it's time that you can read your own financial statements, We'll get we'll get a bookkeeper and and I did I remember sitting at my dining room table every Sunday and doing bank recs and trying to yeah. figure out the accounting side of the business and you know understanding how to read a financial statement a balance sheet and you know it, it, it's very important because 
being out there and selling and being, you know, personable is great. But on the backside of the business, you get the best salesperson. But if you don't know how to run a business, then it could it will flop. Absolutely. I mean, there's that's. Yeah. I mean, I, I I should do and when I do do a podcast on uh, running a business and in specifically in the supplement industry. Jeff is certainly be one of the guys that can, because uh, yeah. you know, I've known for so long, and and I see like okay, you see spikes and this and that. One thing that amazes me is is the self control as far as like okay, it doesn't have to have a hundred thousand square foot warehouse, because yeah, I mean, what what were some of the big winners for you? So when did you like go okay, wow, this is fucking nuts? You know, it it, it actually grew. We grew year over year from two thousand to. 2008 when the economy sort of slid and we had a, like a, a steady or a flat year um it was just a slow build and we didn't go crazy like you know my whole philosophy is lean and mean right and you want to move as much inventory out of the smallest space possible and you know my first office space i never wanted to work from home just because i felt like motivation wise to get out and go do something here we are what are you saying <laughs> i'm working right now um <laughs> Uh, it's just it, it was just from my yeah. own personal I wanted to get out of the house and go work somewhere so I rented uh, two cubicle spaces uh, at a cosmetic manufacturing facility here in Burlington I remember that. Um, yeah I remember going there it was oh, too yeah. small it was oh very small. small and then they had two German shepherds that used to patrol the place that I thought were going to attack me at any time and then yeah, and that was a bit of a, a crazy situation. Probably not as vicious as Milo, though. <laughs> no, yeah. no, Milo, the office dog, he's, yeah, that guy's vicious. Also, I mean, a lot of, I mean, we're, there'll be younger people listening to this or watching this, too, and you got to keep things in perspective. Back then, you kind of had to have an office. You know what I mean? That was one of the things, I mean, people wouldn't even deal with you. Nowadays, it's very common place sure. to work from home or work from Starbucks. I mean, oh, yeah. a lot of people will aspire to do that. But in, in certain industries, yeah, you certainly have to have space and all that. Right. So... And I mean, I know from starting my business, yeah, I mean, small, it was hard. Like, we didn't, we didn't perfect bind. We didn't glue the magazine until issue number eight. Mm-hmm. It was the first couple of years because it was a big investment at that time. You can't go backwards. And, and you know, it took, uh, for me, it just, it took some time because I didn't have a million dollars to throw into it, mm-hmm. right? And so in your case, I mean, I obviously respect that. Anyone who starts a business, like I said, regardless where it is, Mm-hmm. You know, you and, and you here you are now. How many years later? Well, it'll be twenty years in August for Nutrition Excellence. Twenty yeah. years, yeah. Okay. And I, yeah. it's funny when I started. I'm like, when did this business last five years? And I get to five. I'm like, wow, that's great. And I get ten. I get to ten. And you know, because people typically respect when I first started. I figure people respect distributors or other people like Peter Palfalvi from Empire. Like he was already in the business for a number of years before I got yeah. into it on my own. And Long you're like, time, yeah. well, that guy's got experience. So you're like. This keep ramping up the years and hopefully I'll get some respect and, you know, longevity. Well, I mean, and you know, I think it's one of those things when you've been around for so long, right? Like you've seen a lot of things in your time. What are, what are some of the toughest things you saw in uh, the supplement world when, like, when you were over at Iovate? Toughest? Uh, I mean, just breaking through. It was, uh, I mean, at Iovate it was, I mean, I would say muscle tech was probably ahead of their time when it came to advertising. I, I, yeah. It, if you think about the advertorials that we did back then. And, and so a lot of writing, a lot of content. I mean, it was a ton. It's, right? it's kind of what we're trying to do with social media now, right? It was added content, yeah. sell product. And, you know, we were given great training tips, diet well, it was, tips. It was and harder that. than social media because you can't fuck it up. You if you wrote something that was yeah. wrong, you're not just talking about like, oh, using shit, yeah. uh, lawsuit. Yeah. And it's in print or it's somewhere where there's proof of it. Nowadays, you can delete things or videos, right? So, yeah. So, uh, come remember what, yeah, because there was a lot of content you guys would have to come up so, with. So, I mean, the, the, there was, uh, it was probably some of the hardest stuff was just coming up with content each month. And, and we're, you know, we're doing that now with Nutriphase and, and the social media side of it. But, uh, uh, back then it was, like you said, it was, you know, we were, I think, up to 92 pages in Muscle Mag at one point. Yeah, that was uh, one magazine. And, and, you know, a lot of people don't know that the Uncensored column was part of that, too. And and it was, yeah. uh, uh, you know, I've, got, yeah. I've had my hands in that one, and it was a fun ride. Yeah. Um, you did a lot of writing, obviously, a lot of, yeah, advertorials and editorials and, and all that. So, I mean, it's, I do remember there was, it was a lot, a lot of content, and the deadlines, Right, like here's the thing. Tight. I think with social media, I mean, let's be honest. We're gonna launch on Monday, you know, blah blah. Yeah. blah. If something happens, power goes out. Okay, we could do it Tuesday. Where when you're, you know, back then there was things that had you had to get it to FedEx 
to go. Remember, I, you probably yeah. were driving around a lot. I remember driving <laughs> to Muscle Mag. Driving. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, and that was the thing too. When I worked at at Muscle Mag, we had retail stores, right? Yeah. So it wasn't just you know a magazine, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, I think their FedEx account was oh, it was like hundreds of hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars that, that they yeah. would spend on film and all this stuff. Like even running like a business back then, you know what I mean? I think you know. Uh, I was talking to, he wasn't really my boss, but he's someone I worked with, uh, with Juno, Juno yeah. with Johnny Fitness last week. And, and I explained to him how things will kind of work nowadays with magazines and, you know, the process and PDFs and all that digital, you know, versus back then. Yeah. Those guys were doing stuff literally. Cut and uh, paste. Cut and paste. Yeah. Cut and yeah. paste, glue. Yeah. And I think, I mean, designers were actually artists. They had yeah. to know how to yeah. draw, design, cut, you know, I mean, I'll never forget uh, and I mean, because you, you'd been up to that office. Oh, too. yeah. Bob Kennedy had, um, they were working on a cover of Arnold. I was 22, 23. I was a young guy. I loved Arnold. I thought, wow, it's great. And then there was this, so they had this big, like, poster, and there was about 50 fucking edits, like little cuts and little, like, wow. so it's like they took a pen and eraser and all yep. this shit. And I go, wow. <laughs> I said, are you kidding me? Like, I, you hear about things, you know about things. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying these were all, like, to make them look way better. Certain, yeah. But I just, the, the amount of detail that went into that, it's, it's not like now you could hit a filter. Yeah. You literally, you yeah, yeah, a filter, yeah. pimples go away. Back yeah. then, it was all done by hand. So think, yeah, when you're running a business, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, I mean, nowadays, who knows where the future is going to go with it all. So. Yeah, it was pretty wild going upstairs in the, in the old muscle mag uh, office when it was above the, the actual store. Yeah. You know, there was a squat rack in the corner and a couple of dumbbells in the corner. <laughs> I remember, you know remember, I mean? yeah. uh, Terry had a leaking roof in his in, in his office. I'll never forget. I looked up and there was a big yellow stain from the, the tile and it was dripping. I'm like, and you had your assistant in your same office. Yeah. And your office must have been 12 by 12 or if something like that. There was a meme for like, you know, perception and reality. Yeah. That way, it, cause, and it wasn't that these guys weren't making millions of dollars. It wasn't that at all. He just was pretty frugal. Like, yeah. He was the kind of guy that would take us out to dinner and we would go to Ruth's Chris or Morton's and, and it would be 25 people, no problem. But then it was, the, oh, you wanted a new uh, pencil or you wanted a new computer, you wanted a d- chairs. There was all Ikea furniture. Yeah. And, you know, and, and to some extent too, I mean, I didn't give a shit. I was just yeah. happy to work for the magazine yeah. and all that. And yeah. my, my chair was broken. <laughs> I'm legit. I'm like, nowadays, I don't know how that would yeah. work. I mean, I'm sure if your chair is broken. The labor board's coming yeah, in. Yeah, someone, someone's going to get arrested. Yeah. But um, yeah, back then, I mean, if you complain too, I mean, yeah. yeah. I want to get Gino on a podcast because yeah. I have a good story. When I met him, he was working on the, fixing the sink. Yeah. At Muscle Bay. Yeah. yeah. And then I said, like, this is one of the guys who was running the company. And that's yeah. the thing too, right? Like, Running a company, there's nothing that you're not scared to do. Well, and you you have to know every asset of the business. Like I was pick packing orders when I first started you know, my company. We we had a I think we were at three different pick pack operations. You know, um, and every time it'd be a nightmare. Inventory would go missing. Orders were mispicked. So I said, finally, let's let's do our own. And the first warehouse was five thousand square feet total. So probably with 3,500 with warehouse, the rest was office. And I remember going back packing orders and finally I said, I can't sell and pack orders. So well, I hired a gentleman to, uh, to start pick packing orders and that's how it started. And yeah, it's, you know, I had Tara Bruin at the time who came over with me from August 4th and yeah, yeah she's still in the business. Yes. Yeah. She's, well. she's a, yeah, she's doing it. She's a broker, her husband and we worked yeah, together. Work on a couple, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, a, it was a good time. She learned a lot. Obviously you can grow and do things. Yeah. And I think that's the cool thing. A lot of people, uh, I mean, being around for 20 years, there's a lot of people who own supplement companies mm-hmm. stuff who are, you know, who work with you yeah. at one point. Yeah. You know? and it, yeah. It's kind of crazy because you almost, I forget, sometimes we forget. I mean, we were there, but I mean, I worked with a lot of like photographers and all that. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of people who've moved on and, and sure. in some cases it's, it's obviously cool to see what they're. I, I, and doing. I, you know, and I've always told my employees the same thing. If you want to better yourself, you have another opportunity and you know, that's going to grow your repertoire then then great and you know and i'm still friends with those guys to this day yeah, so it's, yeah. it makes you know and i and i understand because i was in the same same situation um but yeah as things have changed for sure for sure and what are some of the things that motivate you let's be what, real what, here no 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 i i'll tell you what motivates me is when people say you there's no way you'll be able to do it you're not you can't yeah. do that yeah. or you know we, we recently lost um a big brand that we had for seven years, Quest, and uh, we did a great job, built that uh, brand in Canada from zero to multi, multi-millions, and 
people are like, oh my God, that must have hurt. Yeah, it hurt. But at the same time, you know what? There's motivation to go and yeah. grow. And you know what? Um, the team we have, you know, we've bounced back. And, you know, in a year, we've, we've cut that loss already. And we picked up a lot of other brands. And I think what it comes down to is vendor relationships as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Ron McAfee from ISS, one brand, been with me for 20 years, has become a personal friend, and loyalty. You know, money is one thing, loyalty is another, right? Um, we've grown that brand as well, and he's he's thankful, and he never ever had anything negative to say when I was growing a competitive brand. So it was it was good to get that aspect of it. And what you in nutrition, it's very up and down. You build brands, and then you lose them, or they feel they can do better things direct, or go with another distri- distribution company or competitor. And you just have to, you know, you know what? That's business. You got to you know keep yeah, your nose to the grind. Yeah, you know what it. It, it, you take a blow, you know what I mean? It's a blow and you say like, man, we worked hard. We really did a great job for that brand. And, you know, but that's their philosophy and that's what they do. And that's, that's fine. It's just, that's why we developed Nutriface, And, you know, because this is a brand that no one can take from us. Yeah. Adding some stability to obviously your roster because you do deal with a lot of different brands, but I right. guess in that case, something could get sparked. You right. Know what I mean, essentially, and it's, it is timing, right? Yeah. I mean, because for many, many years, you were obviously you're distributing stuff, and then Nutrafase was it? Well, before Nutrafase, it was another brand, right? Yeah, Sygen Labs. Sygen Labs, and then uh, how long that was? So when? What year was that? Two thousand eight. That started. That was more like yeah. In so two thousand eight, we started Sygen Labs, and that was more of a um, bodybuilding uh, hardcore. If you look at the labels from back then, we did a couple label changes along the way, but it was more bodybuilding, and then. Back in around 2017, 16, 17, I started thinking, you know what, this is the bodybuilding market is, is very small. There's so much competition in that area. What can we do that's different and unique that's going to set us apart or maybe open some other doors and other channels? Yeah. And, you know, the whole natural thing is was starting to slowly come about. And I said, like, let's try to develop some br- products that have no artificial colors, flavors, or sweeteners. And from that point on, that's how Nutriphase sort of started. We actually started a couple of those types of SKUs back in uh, when we had Sygen, but at the same time, we're trying to take a bodybuilding brand and make it a lifestyle brand, and it, you can't really do that. So yeah. we said, let's bite the bullet, let's rebrand and and, and move forward. And it's it's you know it's it's it was a struggle the first year. Now we've really come into our own, and I think people now are more inclined to look at labels, educate themselves on artificial sweeteners and colors and dyes and all that stuff that you really don't need in these products. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to talk about Nutriphase and what you guys are uh, what you guys are up to. One thing I, I kind of want to make clear on the podcast with people listening and all that too is like, you know, there's nothing, you know, rehearsed and all that. Obviously, I do business with, with a lot of different companies. Mm-hmm. Um, some companies, obviously, a little bit closer than others. And I'm just as interested as, I think, the consumer when it comes to certain things, right? People ask me all the time, what is the best protein? What is the best this, that, and the other thing? I, it always, I think it depends on your needs. One thing, I mean, uh, I could see the guys who, who develop products because they actually have a need for it themselves. And I can, knowing you, or I know mm-hmm. that fairly well, did you come up with some of these products because you're like, shit, I need this for me? And I think other people benefit from this. So like your innovation and like being someone really a part of it. Yeah, I look at it two ways. Actually, one is for my own personal. Obviously, I've been taking a lot of products for a lot of years. And for the amount of dyes and artificial sweeteners I've taken in over the years is probably not the greatest. So, yeah. And I'm not saying I still don't take artificial sweeteners. You know, I'm, I'm drinking Bang now. But if there's a way of you limiting it, yeah. um, especially with BCAs, you know, people are taking two, three servings a day, protein powder, same thing. So if there's a way of decreasing your your supplements that you take every day, then I, I thought that would be a good way of doing it. And plus it's a niche for the market. And as we get older and a lot of my colleagues and friends that are my age are like, yeah, like I need something that's going to help me live longer. I'm not going to do more damage to my body. So hence, you know, why we talk about coming out with a brand like, like Nutriphase. Yeah. Because obviously you started off, you got grow, you started to grow it and all that. And I mean, you running a lean operation, mm-hmm. you, you know, you needed some help and you needed to get someone in here who's going to focus. So, so how many products do you like? How many products do you guys have now, Corey? What's boy, a lot. Eleven. <laughs> yeah, eleven. Then you know, we have nine flavors of BCAs, for example. Yeah, the so, number of SKUs is, is is a lot. Yeah, 
So I think they, like I was kind of even saying earlier, I want people to understand. I want to have a conversation about the products and really, really be truthful and why we're, you know, we're here. Obviously, yeah. yeah, people we do business, we have to promote things. I think that's the key thing in life. You have to create awareness. Right. Social media and all this stuff, it's made people lazy, you know, and, and I respect Jeff. You guys have done things. They support us on the print side of it. We're doing more digital stuff. There'll be contests. Great to see the the, the line growing. Innovation. Yep. You have some other. You have some new stuff that's, that's coming out. We just launched, obviously, the clean fats um, cluster. Yeah. Uh, peanut butter cup, I called it. Yeah. Um, and the response has been phenomenal. You know, um, we saw there was a a need in the marketplace for another like healthy fats type of bar for people that are either. Uh, dieting, like doing a keto diet, or ones that are you know, restricted their carb and sugar intake, and um, yeah, it, it was a long time in the works, and you know, we nailed the first flavor. Response has been phenomenal, and we have two other flavors that we're just sort of reviewing and signing off on now that should be out in the next four to six weeks. Yeah, I, I remember going to the office. I don't go there too often. I mean, <laughs> I will now. But um, and, and Jeff going here, try this thing out. And, and here, I think is the one thing I think in any good relationship, it's kind of like no holds barred, right? Yeah, I yeah. want you to tell me, man, does this shirt look okay? No, man, you look fat in that shirt. Yeah. You should change it. Be honest. And and I always will tell Jeff, if he, and that's why he asked me. I think too, right? He's, mm -hmm. He knows I'm not going to bullshit him because there's a lot of, I mean, fuck, how much money that you're going to spend on doing it? And yeah. everything is subjective, yes. right? So. Yep. But we also have to go with, if I like this, a lot of other people may like this too. Mm -hmm. So when he, when he gave me this bar, I said to him, wow, this, this, is, this is a winner. Like, I mm -hmm. think it's actually a great bar. Um, and, and I mean, people have to try it. I think that's one of the things we're gonna do with Inside Fitness is we're gonna do some giveaways. Yeah. Um, that, that's the number one thing. People have to try this. So when it comes to retail, because that is the question, when I post things on my own personal, Instagram people ask me and yeah. I like to try to answer people and I will say well, I, you know Where can we find where can we find the Nutriphase like the the powdered and, and all that stuff? Where can we find these products now? GNC, uh, well GNC carries it GNC Popeyes Supplement King Loblaws. Yeah, Loblaws. Portino's Super Centers. Yeah. And then uh, the uh, the peanut butter cups or the clusters, I guess. I, yeah, I yeah. can't call them peanut butter cups, but yeah, the clusters are are they full? Like where can yeah, we well they just launched about two weeks ago, so we've got listings at Popeyes, so they're bringing them in now. Supplement King will have them mid February, um, and then showing them around to other retailers as we go. So like we have the independents bringing it in. Um, Obviously, the best thing to do is just come online, message us, and we'll send you to a retailer close to you. But can you buy it from the website? Sure, by all means, we'll be more than yeah. happy to sell online. And you know, we always like to support our retailers, but at the same time, there's some remote areas, uh, convenience. We'll always uh, support our consumers yeah. uh, by shopping online for sure. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I try a lot of different things. Um, I'm more, I'm gonna say, I'm more of a flavor guy, taste guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I've been around it for so long. It's, it's and when it comes to like protein bars and all that, I mean, there are some clear ones where I'm like, wow, this is, and I think you guys obviously have a, a winner here mm -hmm. on your hands and hopefully uh, you guys will developing some more flavors and more, you know, yeah, uh, stuff like that. I haven't, I haven't been addicted to a bar since the original Mesotech peanut butter bar. So yeah. th this one's yeah. got me hooked. Right, this that's right. Let's go hooked. back. Yeah, those are some. Yeah. Well, think of how many bars have come in, into this. Oh market, my God. Right. Yeah, it's so, crazy. Yeah, it's crazy how many bars. Even just working at Avid, how many bars we, you know, that company went through. Yeah. Um, but well, that company went when when you were there. How many people were there? <clears throat> when I started, there was probably there was about eight of us or nine of us in the marketing department. Okay. When I left, the there was two seventy five. Uh, probably thirty. So there was quite a few. Yeah. There was quite yeah. a few people in the in the call center. That, but then it was up to how much when you left? Two. Two eighty. Two eighty. Yeah. Wow, yeah. It, I mean, it was. It was massive. It was yeah. massive growth, and you learn a lot. And so, how's the uh, the change, the culture change, going from? I mean, a corporate office. Not that Jeff's office is not corporate, but smaller. And it's. I mean, I don't think it was was a private business. But how how's the change been uh, for you? Oh, it's incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. It's completely. Pretend Jeff's not in the room. Let's have a conversation. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, 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 no, off it's, the record. Even, <laughs> when, even when Jeff is there, it's 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 nice. It's a nice change. It's not. Uh, you know, there's there's not that many layers layers of sign offs there. and and when it's yeah. people in office, you're not gonna know everyone, right? So you don't know you don't know everybody. Yeah, no, everyone. not at all. It's a little bit different when you work obviously with a smaller Yeah, you, smaller you, group. you absolutely know everybody in there and it's it's uh, Jeff's 
put together a really, really, really good group of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said, uh, I, I go way back. There's so many different things that we we can get into and we could talk about, you know. And um, yeah, I think we should do some other podcasts. We talk maybe more business stuff. You know what I mean? Certain, especially like I said, the roundtables. Those yeah. are things that I personally love. I'm very, very fortunate just like ourselves here, that we do talk to people who've been around, have some laughs. Guys like Rich White, who's been, uh, I mean, oh, yeah. when I started the magazine, it was it was Jeff and Rich. Jeff was the guy who was like, you should do a magazine, you can talk to Rich. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. And they go, oh, I talked to Rich. I'm like, I'll work for you. And he's yeah. like, no, you do it. And then we did the Canadian one. Yeah. And that's, I mean, yeah, I'd been around and I knew the people, but running a business or like, being able to go out and, and make a magazine. In fact, I could sell pages. Yeah. yeah. But certainly creating it was, was you know, a challenge. I remember that time you had a conversation with me because you were working for a company out of Arizona for a while. Then yeah. that didn't work out. And then you're like, well, I said, you say, I want to do my own thing. I said, do it. Like, listen, you never know until you try, right? And that's when it all sort of happened. And yeah. 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 There's, there's things where you, I look back at I'm like, holy shit, what, what was I thinking? Mm -hmm. Why, why did this happen? All that, right? But, but obviously, I think. Some of the things that we should all be proud of is is the Canadian marketplace, yeah. right? It's it's the economy, putting money, you know, circulating money, making things happen. And now you're you're able to create products that have purpose. You know what I mean? Obviously, people. I mean, and that's the one thing I don't want to bullshit people. Yeah, yeah. we need to make fucking money. We need yeah. to work. We need to do things to make money. Yeah. But be very careful what you see. I mean, social media can be just a motherfucker. I see yeah, a lot of yeah, guys yeah. in the fitness. Why is Inside Fitness still standing? Uh, because there's credibility, there's quality, there's money being spent, not just making some shit up that someone says this, because that's yeah. dangerous. I mean, it's not yeah. something you know that you want to put out there. And then even working with the brands. We don't just work with any company. I mean, obviously, like I said, we're, we're here to, to make money. But I do know the guys in the industry who, who do who have purpose and do things mm -hmm. like quality. Obviously, is one of the things yeah. that you guys are focused on. What do you have planned for this year that you can release, and what kind of stuff do you want to do down the road? Well, twenty twenty, uh, Corn I've discussed, and we really want to start opening up the international market. And uh, where you are you know, guys now? You guys in China right now. Um, we're in discussions, obviously, with Mexico, the Middle East. Australia, New Zealand, and I think you know we know that our our BCAs are our home run product and our home run SKUs, so we know that. BCAs, huh? Yeah, BCAs. You know, people consume a lot of BCAs, and being that it's the way they taste, considering there's no artificials, is is yeah. one thing that we've really had to tip our hats off to our, our formulators and our manufacturing um, for doing such a great job and working with us on that. And then now with the clean fats, you know, Rich White was sent uh, a case last week and he's already been blowing up the phone and emails back and forth to all these countries. Like, he's so excited about it. Um, yeah, Rich so, gets pitched yeah, like please. every product on the planet. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I saw his uh, his Facebook post and I have to say this. I mean, I don't know why, why are you guys all using Facebook like this? I don't know. That's you, Rich. Rich is, we're old. We're yeah. old. <laughs> I have to like log on <laughs> to Facebook to see that they made a post. Yeah. I'm like, what? You, know, you still got Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You guys have to use Instagram a little bit more. Yeah, we, we try to do both. And, you know, with our demographic, believe it or not, with Nutraface, we're finding that we're about a 65, 70% female uh, purchase rate. And more, sorry, more females? Mm -hmm. And yeah. due to the fact of, you know, I think females are a little more educated on ingredients, what they want to put in their body. Um, this is a premium brand, you know, so you're going to spend a little bit more, but you're getting the quality. Our sweeteners alone are three times as much as any other brand that has sucralose. So there's a lot more that goes into this product, uh, into these products than what people actually think. Um, you know, making a greens and berries without, with gluten-free. Like yeah. we're probably one of many on the market that are gluten-free. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess with your experience too, you've been pitched. I mean, there's products that you carry, the ones that you obviously feel that people should have. You've been pitched a lot of stuff. Right. When With Nutrition Excellence, we really, what we look at, complementing what we currently have as opposed to competing directly like, well, i don't need you know 20 brands of protein powder or pre-workouts i like what we we try to focus and work with our vendor partners as close as possible and we don't want to cannibalize sales yeah, um and how have, does that yeah. work do you get any i mean it's the obviously there's transparency people know you have this company right. i guess that's why what you do too yeah i, I strictly take care of nutriface 
Yeah. That's it. I yeah. let Jeff and the rest of the team take care of the Nutrition Excellence stuff and all the other brands. Mm-hmm. And my main focus is just building this brand and uh, for Jeff and, and the crew and uh, making sure that uh, it's everything he wanted it to be when he when he started it. Mm-hmm. So um, how many more products do you think this year? Or is that like, you don't know? It's really hard to say. We're going to definitely expand on the clean fats uh, selection with flavors. Hopefully have, you know, four out by the end of Q2 the latest and then you know we're we always reevaluate you know is there a new flavor of bca we should be coming out with there's you know and we know now in our industry functional foods healthy snacks is where it's at so we'll probably look at developing some other stuff in that category um i'm learning quickly that these types of snack items are a faster mover than a protein and that, you know what i mean because there are people that will that aren't into proteins and pre-workouts and bcas that will take a, a clean fats cluster um to work or a sack in the car type of thing so yeah. um and being able to get on shelf at various retailers um is a lot easier with a, a like a cluster as opposed yeah. to a two pound tub of protein yeah well i was gonna say you probably your best sales pitch is send them uh a oh, box. Yeah. I was well, saying, send them been. one bar. That's what I would do. Yeah. I would send all these guys all over the world. Just We're giving them bar. two. Yeah. And yeah. say, if you want the rest of the box, you got to give me a call. And yeah. I bet you, you get a lot of people do. I mean, it's it's true, right? I mean, bars and, and the, the stuff that you can eat, I mean, functional foods is yeah. growing. Is that somewhere, is that you guys are looking to grow more? Yeah, we're looking to grow more in the nutrition, nutrition phase, that category, and also nutrition access. We've brought on brands like um, Smart Hearts. They're like uh, a Pop-Tart with protein. Zenevo, which is like an actual cup, three cups um, with protein in it. Um, Flapjacks, they've like muffins that you can add water to and put in the microwave so it's all about convenience it's all about how to eat healthy and convenience and and not have to cook every single time or when you go to a a store a convenience store a grocery store that you can actually have healthier options to buy and that's where these guys the 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 big brand box stores are are looking at that too you you go to costco the aisle now is you know double what it was even three years ago you deal with like pretty much every major retailer every major retailer we are either a vendor yeah i don't think there's anyone that we don't deal with we deal with from anyone from bulk barn to kush tart and circle k so you see all the trends and where it's going because i mean i think that's a part of optimal that's a big part of the business i mean that's why we always got along too we could talk industry yeah. what do yeah. you think like i said certain things i mean there was a brand uh a lot of people fucked up on this one i thought it was bsn Mm-hmm. Remember when BSN came out, these guys were like, ah, I don't think this is, I don't really think much about this. And there was a couple, I even think Rich White probably. I turned it down. Yeah, you turned, see, I, I turned mean, it down. Yeah, I this did. is like the, the yeah. like almost the Hollywood version of yeah. shit that, like, you know, actors who were, you know, didn't take certain movies. What, yeah, what brands that you, so BSN was one of them that you're like. BSN, I passed up. Yeah, I with passed up. With their red wall. I mean, it was yeah. brilliant when you walked into a GNC. Yeah. You couldn't, you, After, though, their first labels. That's what oh, happened. <coughs> Same, yeah, and it didn't sell. <clears throat> yeah, then no, the got f- Ronnie. Yeah. yeah, and then the, the Red Wall. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what happened. Then we had uh, CMI, which was now then turned into, I guess, BPI. We passed on that one. Um, so when Quest came along, I'm like, oh, I better not pass yeah, on this one. Yeah, yeah. And, so and, and, the Quest and, thing too was like, yeah, was like was a favor. I mean, Jeff told me this too. Because like, I, I see these things come along. I don't really I trust me. There's a million. Like yeah. Even back then, yeah. Talk about eight, nine years ago. Yeah, right? yeah, nine years now. And some guy hits you up, and you're like, ah, okay, I'll kind of like do him a favor. Yeah, well, I knew, I knew yeah, Mike like, Fulton from the industry because he used to work for Ron years prior, and he's like, God, you're my guy in Canada. He's opening this international division at Quest, and I'm like, what? Is so he sent me these bars, and they were not the greatest bars at the time, but the deck was clean, and he kept begging me for an order, and I, I still have the very first order in my file. I think it was close to five thousand dollars. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, and then that's how it sort of started. And I had support from uh, some of the local retailers, like Popeyes and stuff like that, and it just grew from there. You know, we had some, uh, we did a couple of TV segments with Stephanie Joanne on uh, Breakfast Television and stuff like that, and and they did their part in the U.S. to build a brand, and uh, yeah, it sort of grew from there. They were so. the they were the first ones to nail social media, you, yeah, especially the YouTube. Getting social media stars to talk about it, doing, yeah, yeah, doing good timing. prank jokes and stuff like that. Getting people talking yeah. about Quest, not just the bar, but Quest itself as a as a brand. Right, and, and and the bar market was dead at the time. Like there was not much going on in the if bar I market. I remember correctly too. I think they were the first ones to say, "Hey, you should heat up this bar, put it in the microwave." Well, that's because they were so hard at first. Yeah. And I was saying <laughs> that, okay, but it's something that's like a negative. Right, because yeah. these bars can harden up, whatever yeah. it is, but put it in the microwave. So they were really, I, I, from what I remember, maybe you, you obviously would know more, 
they, they kind of hit that one and people are like, fuck, this is amazing. I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, of course, you're right. Yeah. Go heat up a donut. Yeah. It tastes better. Yeah. Like, a lot of things are better. <laughs> exactly. yeah, and then, yeah, they exactly did a lot of things. Timing, they had a lot of people back then. And so, yeah, I mean, there's there's brands that obviously you get home runs. People think that you hit Grand Slam and that did not happen over. No, no, no. That was, uh, it took about five years to get to the point where we were at our peak uh, with that brand. Um, but, but yeah, now, but today's market now too, because like working with like say one bars, cause one bars, uh, they've been around for how long? They're around the same. I think they came out about a year and a half or so after quest. Yeah. So, and they sold for quite a bit of money. Yeah. Uh, they made some, a really good deal there. I could only see that getting actually bigger and better. Right. Yeah. In, in that regard. So, um, and the good thing about our industry is, you know, when people leave other companies in the U S especially, there's a lot of, uh, sales people that flip-flop from company to company and stuff like that but they always remember nutrition excellence in canada so you know we've had guys that were with quest that are now at other companies and first calls to nutrition excellence could you carry this brand in canada so networking that way and, and you know although we don't have that brand anymore it, it did build a lot of relationships with people that sort of knew what a great job we did up here and they would like to mimic that with their brands yeah you know um there's so much we we can get into here we're getting close to that point where i got to close this one down because yeah. there's, there, like I said, there's a lot here. I, I really appreciate the time guys and, and Jeff, thank you. Uh, I can't wait to see what you guys are going to do. Especially like I said, the, the clean fats, this is amazing. We're going to do some contests. Uh, we're going to do a lot more. I think this year with yeah. this, because like I said, I think we got to get this in people's hands. Okay. But before we, before we leave, I want you, this is a, a new flavor. Crack it open. Have you tried the flavor before? Have you tried anything other than the, that? No. So oh, this part. Okay. So, so this is brand new. What is this one? You tell you tell me when you try it. Let's see which camera I have. <laughs> no labels. See, see if I'm even recording, but. <laughs> oh, wow. Sure, that sounds good on the microphone. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> this looks like uh, almost like a reverse Oreo. Like a snickerdoodle? Maple walnut. Maple walnut. Really good. That's the one thing is, is the texture yeah. and the flavor. Unreal. Really good. Thanks. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank no you. Problem. Thank you. Okay.